It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams and Mary Flynn. Have a great show for you today. We're very excited about it. Our guests today are Apopka High basketball coach, Coach Scott Williams, and later in the program, we'll hear from Tom Hurlbert Jr. of the Apopka Football Booster Club. Of course, the Apopka Football Booster Club is hosting a big golf tournament on August the 15th, fundraising tournament for Apopka Blue Daughter Football. But primarily, most of our show today will be devoted to Apopka Blue Daughter basketball, particularly the history and legacy of the program based on some extraordinary research Coach Scott Williams has done over the past few months. Before we go to Coach Scott Williams, so of course, let's start by giving a shout out to our sponsors, Baptiste Orthodontics, Florida Door Solutions, and of course, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com. Now, let's go to Coach Scott Williams, head basketball coach of a Popka Blue Darter basketball. And Coach, just let me say, I commend you for an, an extraordinary project that you have done to accumulate all these massive records in the history of the program. And I know it's an incredible amount of work. And uh, just uh, at speaking as an alumni, I want to let you know I, I appreciate what you've done. Well, thank you first, Roger, for having me today. And, um, you know, I, I consider my role as our basketball coach to really be a steward of a program that has had a tremendous legacy over, you know, um, seven decades. And, um, you know, the, uh, the, the crazy times of the spring and the summer and, uh, being quarantined and, and not having the opportunity to invest the, the, the time I normally do with our student athletes, um, uh, has afforded me the chance to really dig into something that I wanted to do. And, and so, um, uh, you know, folks like you and, and John Perry have been kind enough to kind of mm-hmm. be really receptive to those things and kind of getting the word out. And, and we're really excited about what we've done and 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 really want to look at it as a, a door opener to being able to connect with with players and teams and and moments in our history um, through the course of our our ongoing program. And and hopefully uh, we'll be able to do some things. Uh, at games and, and through our, our program that currently exists, it'll really honor um, the things that, that we've uncovered or that people already know about about our program's history and legacy. Um, Coach, this is Mary Flynn, and I'm glad you're with us today. I'm curious, what's what's the hardest part about putting all this together? Because you're going back through history. I mean, is it it's daunting to start with, but are there real speed bumps here? What's the hardest part? Well, um, I, I caught a few lucky breaks along the way, but, you know, so I think it was three years ago, maybe four now by the time, uh, it would be four years ago uh, in January, so three and a half years, we honored the state championship team in 1962, of which a number of the members also were state runner-ups in 1963. And, and I was kind of fortunate enough to be handed – Hey, we'd like to do this. Would you like to, you know, honor the team? Absolutely, let's do it. Um, but then my, I kind of have some natural instincts. I love doing research and things. I've done it at the other programs I've been at, and so um, I knew that the Orlando Sentinel archives would be oh. a tremendous uh, area of information because up until really the the advent of the Orlando Magic coming into play. High school sports were given a, a vast amount of coverage, including up until up until the mid '90s, box scores from every game, if not stories. Mm. And so, uh, taking the period of time of that state, state championship group, I knew that I could go back and I could begin getting research. Now, some things have helped along the way. One is that um, I. I was able to link myself to an account which allows me to do the research from a computer uh, at home or wherever as opposed to going to the, the downtown library, uh, mm-hmm. which has made it a lot easier 
easier and more feasible for me to do so. Um, and then, fortunately, the period of where the Sentinel began to kind of drop off in terms of its game-to-game coverage of high school sports, uh, Rick Steinke took over as the head coach at a pop at 1989, and his era – Moving through Eddie Jenkins and then into Matt Rudin on to me, I have almost every one of those four books. And so wow. I've been able to get data from the four books just like I was able to get source data from the Sentinel. And so it's connected fairly well. And, um, and so there, there are some holes here and there. Uh, but for the most part, it's just about wanting to take the time um, and to. Uh, to be able to kind of know where to find the things. And as time's gone along, it's, uh, I, I kind of feel more comfortable being able to, to track down the information we need. Let me ask you this, if, if I could, Coach. Are you, so will a, a large part of your research include uh, conversations with players, as many as you can reach, or are you going to? That's a great question. At this point, um, no, only just because the fact is we're in the gathering process. Now, yeah. what I'd like to do, to be perfectly honest, is um, when we look at what, you know, and of course, it's a whole separate side topic, I, you know, what will happen with our high school season this year and, and both in terms of timing and fans and those kinds of things and the natural questions that will come in due time for basketball. Um, but we'd like to begin starting to, um, you know, I, I envision us having a wall of things where uh, we um, recognize players, we recognize teams, we recognize accomplishments. Uh, and in the course of doing those things, then being able to make the connections that we need. Now, that being said, um, I, I have talked to a few people along the way and with every conversation kind of gather some more links to be able to talk to some others. Um, and so in terms of a final finished product, I don't know if those types of conversations and things will lend itself to being in print mm-hmm. or online, but rather will increase my ability to understand those particular points in times and snapshots, which will allow me to honor them and our program to honor them in a better way. Well, you know, you make an interesting point because – when we go back far enough, and how how far back are we going on this? What's the what's the? I've end? gone back so far to 1960. It kind of created a nice year yeah. window. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I'm going to I, I will invest the time at a minimum to go back another another nine years, beginning in 1951 when Joe Sterling took over the program. Um, I'd like to uh, at least as a starting point to be able to start with his. Uh, entrance at Apopka High School, and of course, that's, you know, Joe and what he did over 17 years is kind of the, um, uh, mm. is a very special time in the history of our program uh, with state title and state sure. title appearances and those types of things. Yeah. So I do want to go back at least that far. And then quite honestly, if, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know what the Sentinel Archive presents beyond that point. Um uh, do they continue to, to cover high school sports in a way that would allow me the ability to do it? Um, right. But uh, in the short-term goal, my goal is to take it back to 1951. And, you know, the reason the reason I, I brought that up is because I wonder, okay, so you're doing, you're going back historically, and a lot of it will be, will be uh, scores and numbers and so on. But what's interesting is I think when you start talking to the, to the guys, I wonder how much of it will reflect more of the social or cus or or cultural norms of the time. I mean, the way perhaps, and I don't know this, but perhaps the way coaches and teams operate today might be a little different from the way they did forty, fifty-five years ago. You think? I think so. I, you know, I think um, you know, sports. Uh, there are two things about sports that exist. One is that they certainly do represent um, societal norms and customs in many ways. Um, but in some ways, they're also um, kind of a best vision of ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. You know, locker rooms that are well run, uh, both from leadership but also from within, um, are places of genuine love and humility and care and respect. And and so, 
uh, I, I think that what you would find, um, hopefully, is across the way a similarity in culture mm-hmm. within those locker rooms, even if um, uh, even if uh, societal norms might be different. Uh, obviously, you know, one of the unique things is that during the zenith of Apopka's basketball legacy in the late 50s and early 60s, so Sweetley High School had a similar run of extraordinary success of state championships um, and a national uh, championship berth uh, in the late 50s and early 60s. And in this extraordinary period of time that eventually I'd like to be connected, um, I, I also am, am deeply interested. Part of my research kind of let me kind of chase the the rabbit holes of, of uh, full integration for a pop in 1968 and 69. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was very interesting because there was a, um, you know, the, not only the stories in a about how that process existed and um, both inside and outside forces, both for and against that and all those things, but how it affected the basketball teams at that time, um, both before and after. And some very interesting things. I mean, I don't want to totally get off sure. you know, necessarily mm-hmm. in that direction totally, but it was fascinating. And <clears throat> I'm looking forward. I actually have a contact. One of yeah. the one of the first two African Americans to to integrate the Apopka basketball program when the school integrated, Bobby Scott. Um, I've gotten a contact, and I look forward to to talking to him and learning just about what it was like. I mean the the basketball program is in a period of immense success. It continued through that time, and um, and so that's uh, it. Certainly, is a success story um, of that era. How exciting! You know, Bobby Scott will be a, a great resource for you, and he was an outstanding player, a power forward, and I still have very vivid memories of Bobby Scott. And um, and then also Curtis Nelson uh, was a point guard during that era. Yes, and he's another. He'll yep, be another wonderful I, I resource. And actually, there was a before we were uh, we had that court order desegregation. You know, where they actually closed Phyllis Wheatley School and the the, school, the two schools molded, you know, merged together as Apopka High School. There were um, at least one African-American player that play, came over and played for Apopka uh, preceding that in the late 60s. I know his, his McQueen was his last name, and he was a very talented player. But anyway, a lot of great history. Coach, we're going to take our first break now. We look forward to having you join us. Stay with us when we come back. And I want to let everybody know you're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams and Mary Flynn, sponsored by Baptiste Orthodontics, by Florida Door Solutions, and by Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com. And I want to give you this word, quick word from Baptiste Orthodontics. Baptiste Orthodontics is open for all appointments with new safety protocols, and they are offering virtual consults and virtual retainer checks as well. And you can find out more at baptisteorthodontics.com. That's baptisteorthodontics.com. Baptiste Orthodontics, proud to sponsor the Determined Darter Awards at Apopka High School. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. We're speaking with Apopka High School head basketball coach, Coach Scott Williams. A little bit later in our program, we'll be joined by Tom Hurlbert, Jr., representing the Apopka Blue Order Football Booster Club, and want to remind you about their big fundraising golf tournament coming on up on August the 15th to raise money for the Blue Darter Football Program. But right now we're talking with head coach of basketball, Coach Scott Williams, and he has embarked upon a massive research project to document the records, uh, individual and team st- statistical records, uh, from going all the way back to as far as 1951, when Coach Joe Sterling uh, came to Apopka. I'm Roger Franklin-Williams, joined by Mary Flynn. And we'll go back to Coach Williams in just a moment, but I want to give you this word from our friends over at Florida Door Solutions and let you know that in the best Apopka tradition, Florida Door Solutions give back. Florida Door Solutions supports Apopka High School, Apopka Little League, and other youth sports 
and charitable organizations in our community. So when you want to find out why Florida Door Solutions has been voted best garage door company, once again, just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Be sure to tell them you're in a popular blue darter. Now let's go back to Coach Scott Williams and, and Mary Flynn. Mary, you have a, another question for Coach? I, I, I'm just, Coach, I'm just fascinated by this because especially when you got into the whole idea, you know, I hadn't even thought of that when, when we started talking about the cultural aspects of it. But, yeah, it was a big social uh, upheaval when we went into desegregation and how that affected the merging of schools, the merging of teams, the merging of of groups. And um, I just think that's going to be one more layer of a, of a fantastic uh, project that you're on. Yes, ma'am. And, and uh, it's, it's been, uh, you know, as someone, you know, I grew up, I grew up close. I grew up in, in Eustis. And, and so, um, but as a quote unquote outsider to Apopka, it's, um, you know, one of the neatest things is you'll come across a name or you'll realize like we have a, a couple of kids that have, have come to our, our youth camps in the summers. And I, I knew the dad and all of a sudden realized that the dad, um, Shelby James was, uh, a very very talented point guard uh, in the in the early 90s, uh, playing around the same time Warren Sapp did, uh, among others, and uh, and so you know I was able to reach out to him and mm-hmm. we've talked a little bit and and uh, uh, and so it's things like that. It's just uh, kind of uncovering the connections that people that I know or that yeah. I know through somebody else how they how they all play back into, into our program and, and, uh, and our community, of course. Yeah, I do want to add that you know, Coach uh, Galen Ward was the head coach when we had the merging of Phyllis Wheatley and Apopka High School. And, you know, under, of course, my father's leadership, Roger A. Williams, Coach Ward did an outstanding job um, during that difficult transition. And as uh, those of us who remember those days know, not every place had the, had that kind of a, a you know, yes. a transition, a, a positive, yes. essentially, transition. And not mm-hmm. only, um, you know, did things go well off the court, but also went well on the court. And we, uh, he had some excellent uh, teams during those eras, during those years, mm-hmm. so yep. early well, 1970s. They had, the, so, you know, Apopka had had, and I think a lot of this was the, was just the Coach Sterling going and starting the program at Seminole mm-hmm. Community College. But they had had three straight losing seasons. But then um, the period, right when um, when integration happened, uh, they had a uh, 16-9 and nine season, came back the next year, and actually uh, won the district championship at 21-9. and nine. And, you know, an interesting basketball story. I mean, obviously, it goes away from the sociological standpoint. But the year of integration, so the best player, um, uh, we talk about the fallout of everything. Uh, the best player at Wheatley the year before integration was a junior. And I'm, I'm trying to kind of figure out, you know, where, you know, how, where does all the history go? Well, he ended up going to Wymore Tech as a senior. I can't remember the young man's name. I, I, I wish I knew it off the top of my head. Was was a first team All State player, and they won a, um, a a state basketball championship. And I think that was because a number of a number of Wheatley kids went to Wymore Tech mm-hmm. to play football. Is what it looks like. And um, and of course, Roger, you may know more of that than me. But you think they were they were a very very good basketball team the first year of integration, but if they were fully integrated with all the Apopka kids, they might well have won a state championship on their own that year. And, of course, that, that goes to my overriding philosophy when people have asked, why did I take the Apopka job five years ago or going on six years? I said, because if you keep the best players from Apopka in Apopka, you're going to be good every year. And mm-hmm. it's no different now than it That's was right. um, uh, 50 years ago. You know, it really... It really is the case. It's, a, it's an incredible community for a number of reasons, um, but certainly in, in context to our conversation, uh, in, in terms of uh, the young men that are capable of being really good basketball players. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Coach Charlie Miller was the head coach at Wymore back in those days, and of course he's had an yes. outstanding legacy uh, You know, at that time and, and on uh, later going on to, to – uh, um, 
Valencia College as a head coach and having an outstanding career over there as well and in other areas in the game of basketball. Um, coach, one thing I, I think for, that will be interesting to our listeners is, is, is I've been fascinated to go through and see these names. Of course, I knew well about Dan Goolsby and his extraordinary um, you know, All-State career um, at Apopka and his exploits, but it's, it's worn my heart to see one of my friends from high school and one of my classmates in the class of 75, James Cook, at the top oh of, goodness, the, of, the, yes, of the high-scoring games with the, it looks like a school record of 45 points in a single game versus Kissimmee Osceola. And, um, of course, uh, edging out Dan Goolsby, who had set the previous record at 44 points versus uh, Wildwood in 1962. But I've I got to give a shout-out to my, to my, uh, my <laughs> classmate, James Cook. And, but then I look at other, um, during the Galen Ward era, and that I look at other, there's some other names that people would recognize. For instance, um, yeah, Warren Sapp is, is heavily represented yes. in these stats. And, yes. of course, more, more people associate him, obviously, for foot, with football, since he's in the Pro Football <laughs> Hall of Fame, of course. Yeah. Uh, but, um, and Joe Cheely, who, if I'm not mistaken, yes. is the first uh, in, player from the program to play in the NBA. And uh, even Reed Nelson, uh, the the son of our mayor, Brian Nelson, uh, is the top of the charts for three-point shots. And those are just a few mm-hmm. names that really jumped out at me. Uh, uh, and, of course, uh, Donnie and Ronnie Harris. Ronnie Harris, who uh, you know, gained fame uh, in the same way that Sapp did in football. Uh, Ronnie Harris and his twin brother Donnie established a great reputation Um I guess that might be not the best way to put it, but I mean, that gained fame, if you will, <laughs> um, in in professional wrestling. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. It's um, you know, you mentioned James Cook. It's a name that I had never, I had never heard, and it's clear that he has one of the, the most outstanding legacies in our school's history. Mm-hmm. Even if you go back um, two years earlier, when he was a sophomore, they moved him up to the varsity midway through the year. They were kind of floundering. And from the moment he stepped in, in place as their point guard, um, all of a sudden for the next three years, they were they were really, as you know, Roger, they were just really, really good. And, um, you know, the combination of James Cook and John Hightower is one of the best one-two punches in, in the history of our program. And and, and two men that, that I hope over time I learn more and more about because certainly uh, the, the stories from print are extraordinary. And you mentioned the football aspect. You know, some of the best players, some of the best athletes in the history of our school, um, you know, you, Michael Lohman is a name that, that you introduced me to a, while, a long while back with a newspaper article. Um, one of the finest athletes um, uh, in in our school's history in football, but also was a phenomenal basketball player uh, in the mid-'80s. You know, just uh, uh, certainly times make it more difficult now for athletes to star in multiple sports because of the the responsibilities placed upon them in the off-season because of their desires to play at the next level. You know, a, a really good football player is busy going to elite camps or seven-on-seven things in their offseason, a basketball player playing AAU basketball in the offseason, baseball, same thing. And so you don't see as many crossover athletes, and it's not because they don't want to. It's Mm -hmm. because in the pursuit of their ambitions now, uh, they tend to kind of isolate more so in one sport just because that opportunity can exist year-round. But Apopka certainly has a tremendously (laughs) long list of young men that were great in both sports uh, or more sports than that. And I, I, it's driving me crazy right now. I can't think off the top of my head, but I know that um, uh, we had a, an athlete and the name will come to me. Roger, you may pull it out before I do, who was, was all, all conference in three sports, first team, all conference in three sports. And I, he's in our record books and I've got it written down somewhere and I feel bad that I can't, Right. Well, well, well Dan Dan Goolsby comes to mind because, if I'm not mistaken, he was also all state in football and, and basketball. But, yep, and, but it could and, be somebody uh, else. Somebody that came later along in the, I want to say in the uh, somewhere in the 70s, early 80s. Um, but in any case, you know, just goes to the larger point that um, you know it was a different time. So many of these wonderful athletes just went from one sport to the next, and uh, uh, it's not that I. 
you know, I'm, I'm not like a get off the porch guy, you know, it's just a different time. And, and oftentimes now, you know, the, the really good football player, he just doesn't have the ability to play basketball and vice versa. At what point on next break, Coach? We look forward to having you stay with us. I do going into the break, though. I do want to give another. I'm glad you mentioned John Hightower because yeah, him and Cook were teammates um, in in you know in my class, class of '75, and they had an outstanding team. One of one of our best post Joe Sterling teams that year. They made it within one game of of uh, they made it to the Elite Eight. They made it within one game of getting back to the Final Four, but. Um, John Hightower was an outstanding player. He was a guy who made himself into a, a, a great player. Um, and Coach Ward, he worked uh, very hard with him, and, and he, he did the work that Coach Ward you know, wanted him to do and um, helped him do and really made himself into an outstanding player. Uh, Hightower went over to, as you're, um, you know, um, to Bethune-Cookman, and he's, he has a lot of records in the Bethune-Cookman College record book and is recognized as one of the outstanding players uh, in, 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 their, in their program as well. So that was a great, great combination, uh, James Cook and John Hightower. And they had a great point guard on that team, Charlie Williams, you know, as doing his job and distributing the ball. He's probably not in, the, in too much of the record books except maybe for assists, but Charlie Williams was an instrumental part of quarterbacking that team and and my uh, uh, great friend, the late Steve Jones, played a huge role on that team as well. As did yeah. uh, Carrie, Carrie Free as the other starter. Terry Free as the other starter. But anyway, just uh, thanks for letting me uh, r- ramble a little bit about about my friends and my, my teammates. <laughs> I love it. It's but, great. Well, and you know that's part of that's yeah. part of the joy of this is is bringing yeah. back memories for people. It, 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 well, friends, we're going to hit that break. I want to remind you. Blue Darter Sports Central is sponsored by Baptiste Orthodontics and Florida Door Solutions and Dr. Patrick Saint Germain. Please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Friends, welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams and Mary Flint. Have a great show for you today. We're glad you're joining us. Coach Scott Williams is joining us, and he's talking about his extraordinary, extensive research project to document the records of Apopka Blue Darter basketball, uh, individual records, team records, scoring records, all kinds of records. It's a massive project, and he's sharing all about it with us today. It's a, a tremendous labor of love taken over, taken on upon himself by Coach Scott Williams. Mm-hmm. Later, we'll be joined by Tom Horbutt Jr. He's going to tell us about the Blue Darter football fundraising golf tournament coming up on August the 15th, hosted and sponsored by the Apopka Blue Darter Football Booster Club. Before we go back to Coach Scott Williams, I want to remind you that and let you know, of course, that our program, Blue Darter Sports Central, is sponsored by Baptiste Orthodontics, by Florida Door Solutions, and by Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com. And I want to give you this, this a little bit more information about Baptiste Orthodontics. Baptiste Orthodontics is open for appointments with brand new safety protocols. They are now offering virtual consults and virtual retainer checks. And of course, as you know, Baptiste Orthodontics is a proud sponsor of the Determined Daughter Award. It's the Apopka Blue Daughter Athlete of the Month Award at Apopka High School. Of course, their office in Apopka is located (laughs) at 12 South Park Avenue, right across the street from Kitland Nelson Park. Find out more at baptisteorthodontics.com. Now let's go back to Coach Scott Williams. Um, Coach, uh, I'm curious because before the break we were talking about how the, I don't know, the, 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 the sports profile of the players seems shifted. You know, they would play lots of positions. And I'm not saying it right, I know, but what I want to ask is, do you believe the um, the prospect of media coverage influences modern players? You know, back in the 50s, whoever covered a football game except the local paper, am I right? I mean, now you have the potential to be on five different cable channels. And does that mean that a player wants to really, really focus his strength to to be the best prospect for let's say maybe pro ball. What do you, what do you think? I don't know if it's as much um, media coverage. I do think um, 
the the desire of families for their children to acquire athletic scholarships oh, yeah. as the primary goal of their participation in sports mm-hmm. versus a parent's goal for the value of sports to be the best reason why their child participates mm-hmm. has lent itself to a very different perspective from families and then bleeding down to the individual athlete about why they're there and what they want to accomplish. Um, it was a, you know, to use the phrase, it was a simpler time um, a couple of decades ago and beyond. Yeah. Um, a young person played sports because they liked it, they enjoyed it, they got value from it, and if they were uh, the cream of the cream, then then maybe an opportunity got for them to be able uh, to play it at the next level. Mm-hmm. As the, the cost of colleges has skyrocketed, the value of athletic scholarships for a family becomes that much more imperative. And so now we have, and then you can throw in social media in the last decade plus, and for many families, that struggle to keep things in perspective. And, and I will jump off the rails for a second to say my experiences with our Apopka families are extraordinarily good. I think probably Coach Rolson and uh, the other sports programs would say the same. We're very, very blessed where mm-hmm. we are. But it's very difficult for families not to look at every game and every moment as my child has to shine or mm-hmm. we're not going to get a scholarship. And I don't know how my son is going to be able to get a college education paid for if he doesn't get a scholarship. And so the pressure for that, I think, challenges. It's part of why, yeah, so why will a kid concentrate on football full-time versus just playing lots of other sports? Because they believe, their family believes, people that have worked with them believe that's their, their quickest and most available route to potentially helping with the cost of getting a college education. And, sure. and it's neither bad nor good. It's a reality of our time. Um, I can't ever look at a family and say, I blame you for, for taking a child's ability and trying to maximize that to be able to help him and to help your economic resources. But one of the negative consequences of that is sometimes we lose sight of the fact that the value of a student-athletes participating in high school sports is immeasurable way beyond whether or not their talent will allow them to go to play in college. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that is a negative side effect of the age and the time we live in. I think it's unavoidable, but it is reality. Wow, interesting. And Coach, I just want to mention another name that jumps out too. The, the number three on the highest scoring games was Dewey Varner. And of course, Dewey was, a, you know, obviously his career speaks for himself, but I you know, he, of course, his father, as you probably know, was a longtime teacher at Apopka High School, Dewey Varner, also named Dewey Varner. And what a lot of people in Apopka may not know, because Dewey uh, Sr. Is, is such a humble man, he was one of the extraordinary uh, all-time great players. In fact, he's in the Hall of Fame at T- Tuskegee Institute in Alabama. So I did not. I didn't know that. I, You know, Dewey's a guy whose career could have been different if he had simply played a year or two later because the three-point line came in in 1987, in December of 1987, which was his senior year. So Dewey was the first player in school history to make a three-pointer, um, and he made 34, I believe, the senior year. But if the three-point line had been in effect for his entire high school career, he would have had that much more success. And uh, the Varner name shows up not only with himself, um, but um, but other members of his extended family. And and uh, they have a, a very prominent place in our school history. And, Coach, I wanted to um, just, you know, we've got about five minutes. One of the things that, that, I, that I noticed, and I'm sure it gives you a lot of pride, you know, I'm, I've taken the liberty to talk about some of the guys I knew coming through school and some of the guys I remember playing when I was a little kid growing up, uh, like Dan Goolsby. But um, you, some of your players that, that uh, in, the, in a relatively brief period that you've been our head coach are, 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 are on, on these all-time lists. And c- could you uh, share a little bit about that and how that makes you feel? Uh, it, it really does. I, first, I think what it does is it gives a, a sense of pride that we have a, 
tremendous group of coaches, um, parents, young men that have come on board with us over the five seasons we've been here. But, um, but yeah, when you look and you know, you see that, you know, Nathan Lewis is, um, you know, is the, the fifth leading scorer in school history, the career he had, um, that you see, you know, you talk about the careers Jai Clark had both in terms of three pointers, but his overall career, even though he basically lost one season due to a knee injury. And, and then, you know, um, most recently Zach Anderson's career, but then also John Latimer, who approaches a senior season on the precipice of, you know, he's already in the record book at some levels, but um, if we can assume a full season of basketball ahead for him, which is obviously our hope and prayer, um, you know, he has a chance to leave with an extraordinary career filled with uh, an unbelievable number of records um, uh, as he gets ready for a senior year. So he still has the best yet ahead. And, you know, what it speaks to is our success is, is about the young men we get the privilege to coach. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, I love those guys. And every time I've come across their names, mm-hmm. it just gives me a, a very special, humbling feeling that, that I've been to be able to be a part of their lives. Well, if, uh, Coach, and that kind of leads up to a, kind of an obvious question. I mean, everybody kind of knows everything's up in the air. So, you know, I'm uh, I'm big on not speculating, especially if we don't know things factually. But, um, you know, let's, just, let's assume for a minute optimistically um, that we will have a 2020-2021 high school basketball season. Uh, tell us a little bit about what your your expectations are and the, and the kind of team that we would have coming back. Well, obviously it'll it, – you know, we, we kind of are, are turning the corner. A number of guys that have been with us for a long time. You know, Zach Anderson, somebody that people have known for years, has graduated, gone on to Florida Gulf Coast to start his career there. But you know, when you, when you start with somebody like John Latimer, the point guard position is going to be one of the most highly recruited point guards in Florida. Um, and and then just that we have a core of guys, uh, our senior to be class classmen that are really putting in a lot of work on their own, unfortunately. Um, but I, I, I think that the level of success that, it, that we believe we should uh, achieve and that people mm-hmm. who support us uh, want for us to achieve, I think we're going to continue to be very, very good. We play in a, in a district in an area where the basketball at this point in time is exceptional. And so, um, you know, I, I think there'll be a basketball season of some kind, you know, how and where and when. Um, you know, is all to be determined. But I, I know it's going to be another exciting year. And I can't tell you, for people that haven't come and watched our program play, uh, uh, if they open the door for fans and it's safe, uh, I will yeah. tell you, it's the best $5 investment you can ever find. And a, and a group of young men that our community can hang its hat on, uh, that they go about their business right on the floor, but also off the floor. And, and, uh, and I'm really, really proud to be their basketball we're thrilled and happy and <laughs> blessed that, that that you are here as our head basketball coach at Apopka High School and this you know phenomenal project that you've undertaken is just one more illustration of that. Absolutely. We, we thank you for joining us today and mm-hmm. spending so much time with us. It's been an honor. Oh, yeah. you're very very welcome. Thank you Roger. Thank you Mary. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Coach Scott Williams. Boy, that was something else. Coach, he's yeah, an extraordinary man. Yeah, that, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, wonderful. And it's amazing at his 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 energy and his capacity to for hard work on behalf of the school and the, and the community yes. and, and the program. Well, friends, we're going to go to our next break. When we come back, we're going to shift gears a little bit and on Blue Darter Sports Central, and we'll shift from basketball to football because there's a very important event coming up on August the 15th, sponsored by the Apopka Blue Darter Football Boosters Club, and it's a fundraising golf tournament. We'll hear all about it from one of the members of the Booster Club, Tom Herbert Jr., of course, his son Dyson Herbert was a starting offensive lineman as a sophomore last year for the Blue Darters. Before we go to break, of course, I want to remind you that Blue Darters Sports Central is presented by some outstanding sponsors, and they are Florida Door Solutions, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and the great people at BurnFederlando.com, and Baptiste Orthodontics. And I want to let you know that Baptiste Orthodontics has instituted added safety protocols to keep you safe while you visit their office. For a complete list of their new safety protocols, just visit their website at baptisteorthodontics.com. That's baptisteorthodontics.com. 
Another easy way to communicate with Baptiste Orthodontics is through the web chat feature on their website. Once again, at BaptisteOrthodontics.com. Baptiste Orthodontics offers free consultations, and they've got three great offices, of course, in Apopka at 12 South Park Avenue, also Orlando and Windermere. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central. I'm glad you're joining us today. I'm Roger Franklin-Williams, joined by Mary Flynn, and we have a great show for you. We're really enjoying speaking with the guest. Of course, it was wonderful to speak with head basketball coach of the Blue Darters, Coach Scott Williams, about the extraordinary project that he's undertaken to research the statistical history of the program. At this point, going all the way back uh, to 1951, when Coach Joe Sterling arrived as head coach, but he even uh, has designs on maybe taking it even further, and we'll continue to keep in touch with him about that. In just a moment, we're going to be joined by Tom Hurlbut Jr., representing the Apopka Blue Darter Football Booster Club, and of course, father of Dyson Hurlbut, who had a great season as a starting offensive lineman as a sophomore last year. Before we go to Tom, of course, I want to remind you about our sponsors that make this program possible, and they are Florida Door Solutions, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com, and of course, Baptiste Orthodontics. You can find out more about Baptiste Orthodontics at BaptisteOrthodontics.com, and the great people at Baptiste Orthodontics want us to let you know that Baptiste Orthodontics is open for all Appointments now with new safety protocols in place. And, of course, Fortador Solutions, in the best for Apopka tradition, Fortador Solutions gives back. Fortador Solutions supports Apopka High School, Apopka Blue Daughter Athletics, Apopka Little League, and many other outstanding organizations in our community. To find out why they've been voted best garage door company, once again, just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866 866- FLA door. Be sure to tell them you're an Apopka Blue Darter. Now let's go to Tom Hurlbut Jr. of the Apopka Blue Darter Football Booster Club. Tom, thank you for joining us today. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, we're excited because, you know, um, one thing that we know is we've got a pandemic going on, uh, Tom, for months already, but it doesn't stop American ingenuity. And you've come up with a great idea because, you know, one of the things that you say is typically, you know, this, the spring uh, uh, season of pregame, the pregame season, is a time when you can raise money, help the teams, new equipment, more equipment, better equipment. But we don't have that now. So here right. you come along and you solve the problem in a true entrepreneurial bent. Um, tell us what you're doing about that because we're excited. Yeah, no, thank you so much for that. I, I actually, I can't take the credit for the idea. Um, so Mark Crossman approached me back uh, early in the spring, and uh, he said, hey, man, he goes, we should have a golf tournament. And Mark, like myself, had never uh, thrown a golf tournament in his life. Mm-hmm. But uh, so so uh, we joined up with Red Tail Golf Club and, um, and decided to, on a date. That date has actually been pushed back a few times now, So, but we're set. We're solid. Uh, we're going live on um, August 15th uh, at the Red Tail Golf Club. Uh, we're going to uh, tee it up at 8.30 in the morning. We're going to have registration at 7.30. But, yes, you, you, you hit it the nail on the head. You know, in spring is a great time for the team to raise money and have different events, but there was just none of that. And so – there was such a deficit there that it really kind of lit our fire like, hey, what can we do mm-hmm. to uh, get behind this team and raise money? And I just want to tell you that the the um, the initial support that we had from the community and the, the business leaders in the community, the entrepreneurs, it was amazing. I mean, I literally sat down with, with, with different folks and just as soon as I mentioned, like, what do you need? What do you want me to do? Right? And we'll, we'll, we'll get behind it. And so mm-hmm. um, it was actually um, – just a tremendous experience to do that and see the passion that Apopka has for their football program. Um, and so that's, uh, so yeah, so Mark came up with the idea and we've kind of run with it and it's, it's 
been phenomenal, and we're we're really excited about the tournament. And and this is going to be the first annual. This is something now that we're like, hey, along with the other things that the kids do, selling the darter cards, et cetera, we believe we can come alongside now every year and do this. You've got a pretty healthy goal. Tell us what your goal is for dollars. Yeah, so, you know, yes, our, our initial goal uh, that we wanted to hit was $10,000. Mm. Um, we passed that about three weeks ago. Wow, so, really? Um, yeah, so uh, we are on our way to $20,000 is our new goal now. Very um, nice. You know, that sounds like a lot of money, but oh my goodness, the cost that, uh, that things cost with football equipment, I mean, you know, helmets, shoulder pads, jerseys, it's, it's just amazing, and um, and there's such a, a need and a deficit. I mean, you know, we still have uniforms uh, from many years ago, and so... You know, we just want to kind of help. Apopka's got such a historic and proud program and really kind of keep that legacy going and just kind of lit our fire a little bit. And, and Justin Campbell has been a tremendous help and helped throw him this soft turn. He's been a three-headed monster, kind of Justin, myself, and uh, Mark Crossman. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we're fired up. And so this is just kind of the beginning for us. Um, you know, Apopka football team actually does not have a booster club. We are not a booster club at the moment we just kind of started this as a it came through mark crossman let's just do it so we rebrand with it um but the booster club is something we're researching and working with some uh community leaders right now on uh setting that up because we want to do it right and uh something that, that people be proud to be a part of you know keep all the politics out of it right <laughs> right <laughs> and it's cool yeah, how one yeah. thing it's cool how one thing leads to another and one thing i want to mention because i think it's definitely worth mentioning when we talk about raising money every penny of that is going to the uh, to to the team for 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 their needs every penny yeah. every penny yeah. that's oh, important the, the total amount is going directly to the football team yeah that's pretty cool and Tom, yeah. can, can you give us some insight and some levels in the event um, that some of our listeners may want to uh, to help participate and, and contribute? What are some of the levels that they could do that, and, and how how yeah. can they participate? Sure, you know, really, um, the the T box sponsors are our big thing now. Like the uh, the really big sponsorships, we filled those up uh, really quick. I was actually blown away at uh, again the support that we had. I, I don't I don't think I actually approached anybody that didn't sign up to help mm-hmm. and so uh justin either i mean it's just it's been tremendous and so you know we still have the t-box sponsors and those are uh, 250 bucks a piece we have some i think we have a couple thousand dollar sponsorship spots left for signing sponsors um and a couple things like that don't quote me because i don't have it in front of my face sure. right now mm-hmm. um but you can do all of that online uh the website is apkfootball.com and you can go on there. You can register for the tournament if you want to play. Uh, we currently are just over 90 players and and really just started, you know how it is, like everybody's like me, they procrastinate the last minute before they sign up or something. But I'm encouraging everybody to do so because they're really starting to fill now. And we're going to cut it off next Wednesday to sign up. I mean, excuse me, next Wednesday for sponsorship, next Friday to sign up to play. Um, because mm-hmm. we obviously want to give time for our caterers. Porky's is doing the catering. Uh, oh. What a great supporter they are of the football team. Yummy. Um, and, and so we want to make sure we've got, you know, just a great event lined up. The, the prizes that we're going to have are amazing. We've got some great prizes as well as uh, silent auction items. I mean, Rydell came along beside of us. We have, um, I don't want to give away all the fun, but we have a couple of Florida Gator FSU football helmets. I believe we've got a UCF football helmet. And so these are all the legit helmets that Rydell has. And so we got some great prizes um, along with many other things. I, I, I would dare not to list them all because I would surely forget one and feel bad about it. <laughs> Save the surprise anyway, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, really, the really thing is now is getting, getting everybody, you know, that wants to play signed up. I'd hate for somebody to wait and then, Next Friday come and we're full um, because it's literally in the last two or three days really started filling up. So, and that's a uh, nice property. Red Tail is a nice property over there, isn't it? It's a gorgeous course. Yeah. It's one of the premier courses here in, in, in Central Florida. And so, yeah, it's going to be a great experience. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's going to be awesome. 
Cool. Well, Tom, I know that you're also a, a football dad, and your your son Dyson had a great season last year as a sophomore. Uh, he was a starter, and um, I'd love to have you just take this opportunity to maybe share a little bit about Dyson and uh, and, and his career, and uh, you know the great season he had last year, and your and expectations for the year ahead. Oh wow, yeah. So no, he's he's a you know the the best part about Dyson is he's just a good boy, and uh-huh. uh, you know he's a, he's a he's a good young man, and we're very proud of him and his accomplishments, and you know uh, he works hard, and um, you know that's that's why he's been able to do what he's been able to do and like everything else he's had his ups and downs and bumps in the road when it comes to football but uh, you know we're just a proud family uh for dyson and uh we're here to support him and he's excited about the season you know i think they've all been a little bit of panic mode are we going to have a season but it seems like it feels like it feels like we are we're going forward and so we're we're pumped and excited about that and um you know it's uh it's, it's great we're excited about it and like i said he's been working hard all off season uh you know his uh, his buddy that trains in Jim Flanagan, and so he's uh, it's it's been a great experience for me. So you know, just to be a part of this program is a, is an awesome thing. Um, my son was actually not going to Apopka, and then he, when he was an eighth grader, we went to a football game there because he decided he wanted to go to another school. Went to a football game, and he came home that day and said, "Dad, I'm going to Apopka." He said, I don't care because. After watching that and seeing that environment and the fans and the football that's being played, he said, I don't care if I never touch the field. I'm going to go play at a pop. So mm-hmm. um, that, that's been awesome. And I, I'm a graduate of a pop high school, so that was warm to my heart as well. No, oh, that, that's a great story, and yeah, I know Jim Flanagan. That's, I know Dyson mainly through Jim Flanagan, and uh, he has has great things to say about Dyson, and that uh, that's huge because, uh, you know, Jim is obviously a straight shooter. Is a straight shooter, and he wouldn't. Uh, he doesn't give compliments lightly. So, but I've been hearing about the the work ethic that Dyson has, and uh, to, you know, to get to this point, and um, you know, it's 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 a it's a great endorsement to have from Jim Flanagan. No, Jim's a super guy. I really appreciate him, and he's just a, he's a wonderful human being. And uh, the Dyson's fortunate to have some great people like Jim in his life. That's for sure. Well, Tom, thank you for joining us uh, to share a little bit about the tournament, and thank you especially for the yeah. hard work that you're doing oh goodness, and the yes. other guys are doing, Mark Crossman and, uh, of course, uh, Justin Campbell and the other dads and the other other just friends and supporters and coaches are doing to put, put all this together. It's always wonderful to see people in the community step up, take charge, make it work. Well, thank you. It's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a passion that we have, and uh, so more things to come, so stay tuned. We're going <laughs> to... We're gonna we're gonna fire this up. We're gonna we're gonna get some some money rolling back into this program uh, as it should be. Quick reminder: August August fifteenth, Red Tail in Sorrento, great golf yep. tournament. I mean, visit the the, the website. Yeah. APK APK Football dot com. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Mary, it's been a great oh, show. Boy, Coach Scott Williams, the guy's amazing, isn't he? Yes. Coach is great, and Tom Tom's been great. I mean, it's just. Uh, an hour's not enough, by the way, Roger, <laughs> for these great people. <laughs> well, it's great to see the the, the enthusiasm yeah, that that, yeah. that both coaches have, and especially uh, uh, dads and fa- uh, like like Tom and alumni like Tom, yeah. and and just fans and members of the community. And that's the kind of um, you know the community of Pop is, and that's why we do this show, a Pop Blue Darter Sports Central. And of course, as we close out, I'd like to give one more shout out to our great sponsors that make it all happen: Dr. Patrick St. Germain, Florida Door Solutions and Baptiste Orthodontics. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station.